and welcome to the Dallas Soccer Show. I'm Jonathan Roz. In this episode, we'll be catching up on the latest FC Dallas news, including a recap of the last two matches. Uh, Dustin is on vacation, which is why you uh, don't hear his voice doing the intro. Uh, but in his de- in his stead, we have an extra special guest joining us. Uh, joining me today, coming straight out of his attic, where he spent the last two hours looking for his podcast microphone, is the one <laughs> and only co-host of the 19th Minute, Mr. Kenny Price. Ah, Jonathan, thank you for having me on, man. It's, it's been a while. I, I think I've been in my attic for the past year, FC Dallas-wise. <laughs> like, everybody's trying to, trying, to, trying to wonder what was going on, and, 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 <laughs> and, now, we, and now we know. Uh, so how, how have things been going, Kenny? It's been going good, man. It's been uh, it's been going crazy. A lot of stuff going on, you know, professionally specifically. I was telling you before I got on here, man, work is crazy all the time. I got a two year old, you know, always running around trying to catch him, and you know, excited to watch FC Dallas game when I get the chance, and a lot more excited to watch them now since I'm an AT and T TV subscriber and I can finally watch TXA <laughs> FC Dallas games on my streaming service. What? Well, I know they actually have that stream. That was a, that was a. Quite cool. Even though I'll tell you, I I, uh, I spent spent the money getting my antenna set up and actually getting a, a, a DVR set up so I could go back and watch the games. <laughs> and then uh, I think I, I I recorded two games before they they did it. But I'm I'm not going to complain. It's still I'm a no, man, I'm TV guy. Yeah, yeah, man, that's great. That's great. Like they needed to do that. Like it was it was always so strange. I could watch every other TXA broadcast. Like anything that was else was on TXA, I could see except the FC Dallas games. And I'm like, man. And then sometimes I, I had the antenna too, and then sometimes the antenna would work and sometimes it wouldn't. It just, you know, it depends if you had it twisted the right way and yep. it's much better now. Thank you, AdvoCare. <laughs> thank, thank you, AdvoCare, for allowing me to watch it on my streaming service. That's right. Um, there's quite a bit to, to catch up from an FC Dallas perspective. Uh, I figure, Kenny, we can just kind of jump into some of the, some of the latest news. Um, from, a, from a transfer perspective, at least on the going out side of things, uh, probably the, the the biggest news is around Reggie Cannon. Uh, you know, we've we've heard talk about a move to to Portugal's uh, Bovista FC, uh, as well as you know, there's been rumors of of other clubs that have come and gone over over the last let's say month or so. Uh, nothing's official that at least it's come out from from FC Dallas or the league. Uh, Kenny, I guess, do you have? Well, I know, I guess, you know, back back in the nineteenth minute days, you actually had the <laughs> opportunity to to interview Cannon probably like three years ago. I mean, yeah. do you have do you have any any thoughts on on Cannon and then you know just just him leaving and then uh, maybe some thoughts on who you think is best place to to replace him? Sure, yeah, Reggie Gow, we interviewed him. I think he just signed his deal. Like it was, it's so it's so cool to see where I, I expect him to leave and. He's, he's such a good kid. He's a smart kid. And I know without certainty that he's going to make the right decision. Um, going to Boa Vista, which sounds odd, you know, that's not a Portuguese giant. But if you read up on them, they've been bought by the owner of Lille in France. Um, Lille is, you know, they, you know produce young players and it's a great place to go. And, you know, I'm a big Man United fan. Angel Gomez left Man United. He signed with Lil and he's at Boa Vista as well. So there's a big link between those two clubs. And, you know, like I said, Reggie, man, it's, it's so cool to just see him go from where he was. I remember watching the Academy games and just, you just see him tearing up the right flank all the time. Um, 
it's just cool to see him. And like I said, he's such a smart kid. He'll make the right decision. If that's the decision he's making, then I trust in him that he's making the right one. Um, it's exciting. I'll, you know, I can't wait to, I think that Boa Vista, it's a black and white checkerboard Jersey. I'll, I'll be the first one to buy one. This is number cannon on it. So yeah, it's not a, not a bad idea. You know, I, I, I've got my, uh, I got a Reggie cannon Jersey, uh, at the Seattle playoff away game, uh, last year. Uh, you know, our, the, the final FC Dallas game, I guess it'd be Reggie's final playoff game for FC Dallas. Yeah. Um, got, uh, got Cannon's Jersey. Maybe I'll, I'll, I can get a second one and hang it next to it. <laughs> like I said, he's just, yeah, it's, it's just awesome to see it. And like I said, as someone that, you know, got to interview him before his, I would say his career took off. It's, you know, it's, it's just cool to see that, you know, especially, you know, for him to take the time then it's just cool to see his trajectory. You know, we all want to see him eventually with the U S national team, you know, there have been talks of going to Barnsley in England, but we don't know how the work permit issues are when young players, you know, he doesn't fulfill that 90% U S caps quota to get a work permit probably. So this is, this is probably a good move. And we all know Portugal, we all like Premier League teams. Portugal is really good about developing young talent as well. So if that's the movies with making, like I said, I, that kid is smart. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. I trust him. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, that's ever since since the beginning. I mean, even even in the academy, and anytime you talk to Reggie or, or heard him on an interview, he was always a very level headed guy. Always, always was kind of thinking about what the right move was. Um, so, so my guess is whether it be uh, you know. Bovista or, or if he ends up going some somewhere else right it's going to be the place that's best for his career development so uh, obviously we'll we'll be we'll be sad to to see him go um uh, as he does go it leaves a hole on that right side we know that uh, ryan's filled it the last couple of weeks do you do you feel that's that's kind of a long-term solution or do you, do you think that there's somebody else that really needs to um i want to see brian right reynolds back? man i want to see brian reynolds i've been that kid, I've been barking on Brian Reynolds for years. We just because, you know, what's the what's the old quote? If they're if they're good enough, they're old enough. You know, I've been <laughs> wanting to see more of Brian Reynolds for a long time, and reports are saying we we're paying that kid some pretty good money right now, or going to be, um, yep. which is good to see. It's good to see us actually play, paying the young players what they should be play, paid. Um, you know, Brian Reynolds. This is a funny one. I'll never forget one of our earliest nineteen one of our really early 19th minute episodes, we'd had Daniel uh, Robertson on and he had told us a story about Brian Reynolds. And he was like, he was just so, you know, he, his upside was really, really, really high. Um, so it's just, you know, what is he, you know, for a while he was a, an attacking player, you know, it seemed like they tried to make him a right back. Is he a right back? I don't know. Um, you know, that's what we need to figure out with him is what is he? Cause that can be tough for young players and you kind of, you move them around, but you know, I think that kind of stunts the you know growth of players um, with him, but you know, it's going to be his first taking for the taking, you know, Ryan's been really good there. He's Ryan's been really good on the left. You know, John Nelson has come in and he's obviously been pretty good on the left too, but you know, as far as the future of that position, um, that should be good competition. I, I think it should be Brian Reynolds in for right back, but you know, Ryan Hollingshead isn't going to let that spot go or, you know, he wants to start and we yeah. got John Nelson working too. So it's not going to be a, he's going to have to work for it. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think that, you know, if, if you take a step back and, and think about who's 
the right best fit for that long term. I, I would completely agree, but it'll be interesting to see how this year progresses because Lucci's not going to give it to him. He's going to have to earn it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's he's gotten a bit of minutes uh, in 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 the last game, but um, I mean, you also don't want to just throw a player out there, a, a young player. Uh, even if he's played a few different games uh, and just have him start, uh, you, you got to kind of balance that uh, that mental piece of the game, right? Uh, I think we all oh, know sure. he has the athleticism. Um, and, and I mean, honestly, with the uh, the three in the back kind of uh, wing back type of role, right? I mean, uh, he definitely has a skill for having one of those, you know, run all day wing back roles. So, uh, <laughs> c- c- we'll be really exciting to watch as the year progresses. Oh, yeah. Um, something that's not as exciting is, is Paxton, uh, man, I don't even know where to start with Paxton. Uh, I mean, it it seemed like last year, maybe before the, before the Olympics, right. Paxton was just blowing it up. Right. Uh, he, he, he looked great. Um, and then, uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly when he picked up that injury because of, you know, FC Dallas didn't actually tell us. Yeah, well, um, he was he was hurt when he came back from the Olympics. I I, I, I remember that he had he had, had a knock, he had picked up a knock there, and then you know I think he had what they had done that U.S. Open Cup game and at SMU or something like that. So he I think he played a few minutes there. But you know I asked this question on Twitter the other day, and I'm not a huge NBA fan, but you know is Paxton Pomacall or Zion Williamson? Yeah, you know is you know when he's out there, you see the talent; it's amazing. But can he stay healthy? It always seems like it's something. Um, and some players it's like that. Um, yeah. I mean, he's just somebody you have to manage and, you know, like I said, the potential so high. I mean, literally, I think he could be an easy starter for the U S national team and in, in like, you know, up there. I mean, he could be the number 10 of the future easily. He has that talent and he has that drive. He he's, you know, I remember interviewing him. Like he's got, he's got an attitude to him. He's got a, He's got a bit of a, you know, confidence, cockiness to him that you need yep. in a position like that. And he's got some feistiness to him. I love him as a player. I absolutely love him as a player. He, you know, he, he seems, he seems very that kind of like that, that type Dutch midfielder you'd see, you know, kind of Frankie Dijon, you know, Donovan Bake or something like that. Just, just very technical on the ball, but can also do the defensive work. I just, he's just got to get healthy. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the nature of the position, we know he's going to get kicked a lot. Maybe he needs to bulk up or something like that. I don't. I don't know. It's sad, but yeah, you know, in a, it's, tough. It, it's tough to know if it is. Yeah, if it's if it's just a, a string of bad luck with, with the I think it was a abdominal tear last year, and then mm-hmm. you know what we're hearing this year is it's uh, it's an issue with his you know, with his hip bone. Obviously, we haven't heard anything official. Uh, mm-hmm. Lucci mentioned in kind of the last uh, media conference call. I, kind of alluded to it being something with the bone itself. Right. And so he wouldn't commit mm-hmm. to whether or not there's going to be surgery. Obviously he's not going to, he's not going to tell us that, but uh, I, I think the fact that he didn't even play in the last match sends, sends a message. Um, and, you know, we know that, you know, the, the last few, few games he's been, you know, his minutes have been limited. The, the, the one thing is when I think about his game though, is uh Paxton's a 100% guy, right? So if he's out there, he's, oh, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's a lot of, he's got a lot of skill, um, but he's also, you know, got a lot of effort, right? And so I think a player like that, uh, maybe when they have a knock that maybe some players would just, yeah, maybe they'll just dial it back, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe somebody like Paxton that actually impacts them a bit more. 
Yeah, no, I, that's that's a great point. And like I said, is is he? If that that's a great point. Is that like he goes a hundred or he goes zero? Um, it's like I said, but that a hundred makes him so amazing to play. And it's like I said, it just it reminds me of Zion Williamson. I'm watching the bubble and the NBA playoffs, and just when he's out there on the field, it's amazing. And you could just see what it could be, and you just you really just hope for the best. That you know you hope that the best is yet to come and that we get to see as fans, we get to see more, more glimpses consistently. Yeah. And I guess he's, he's, I mean, he's still a young kid. So For sure. uh, it's, it, it's, it's not like we're, you know, if, if, you know, if worst case scenario happens here, well, I guess it's my worst case, but um, yeah, if, if he does end up having to get surgery and missing the rest of the year, you know, obviously it'd be disappointing for, for him, but it's, he's, he's got a lot of time to recoup. He's got a long career in front of him, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, if you're going to miss any year, this is the year to miss. They're not <laughs> this, gonna this, be, oh my God. going to be a lot of games, not a lot of games. This year, oh my, so. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, exactly. Assuming that we even get the, the, the 20, I think it'd be 20 regular season matches in altogether. Right. That's, mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens when it's, when it's phase two. Uh, it, it seemed like, though FC Dallas was looking a little bit ahead ahead. Um, and we've got, you know, Andreas Ricarte, I believe that's how I said it. Um, who's, who came in, uh, you know, as a, a number 10 player. We've talked about it. My Dustin and I have on, on the pod, uh, a couple of times since the, since the rumors first popped up, uh, it, he looks like he's a really good signing. You know, what we've, what we've seen, uh, kind of from, from people who, who, who know the league is that, you know, he was one of the, one of their top, uh, one of the top midfielders coming to coming to FC Dallas, maybe you know, maybe we're getting a bit of a, a COVID discount, right? Maybe it's taking advantage <laughs> of some areas where s- sure. some leagues that might not be as well off, right? And, and grabbing up some players, but man, I'll take it. Um, and and I know some of us were, including myself, uh, scratching our head, thinking, you know, when the rumors first started going and saying, man, that's this guy's coming in in the very deepest position that FC Dallas has. Um, but, and, but when you take, when you think about the fact that maybe Paxton's going to be out, um, and then, you know, you've got Cervania, you know, uh, Jesus who plays in there a bit, Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those things with Jesus is he's another one of those players. Like, what is he, what is, what is his best position? You know, like that I get, you know, as, as like somebody that like talks about, you know, you know, developing young players and always gets me a little annoyed but like you don't when you see a player he's a good soccer player but what position is he like i don't i don't i don't know but as far as ricardo it's it's kind of i think i think that's what i kind of like recently it seems like fc dallas maybe they sign him even if paxton's good um because they seem to be doing a much better job um as far as getting you know quality depth you know it's we've seen you know, FC Dallas, an injury happens, and we've seen it derail seasons. So um, I think they're doing a much better job about getting quality depth in multiple positions. I mean, they weren't just happy with Andrasic. You know, they went and got Frank O'Hara. You know, I'm excited for the Felipe, the the goalkeeper coming in from Gremio. I know he's young, but, I mean, yep. Jesse had to go down for that to happen. Um just he had to be cut from the contract for that to happen. But um, I, I like the direction they're heading. Um, actually, I, I like it a lot. It just making these positions. We were just talking about Brian Reynolds and Ryan and John, John Nelson. I'm like, 
actually making competition for places, which hasn't really been there in past years of FC Dallas and whatnot. And some of that has to do with MLS changing the rules and TAM, GAM, SPAM, thank you, ma'am, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, it's it's encouraging to see signings like this. And, and like I said, it's probably take, is taking advantage of, you know, COVID times and whatnot. But, you know, do what you got to do. And, and a lot of the, the more recent signings, if, if you know, we look at, uh, you know, like, like Hara um, or Ricarte or Acosta, um, Santos, whatever. I mean, these are, we're, we're starting to get players who are a bit more uh, in their prime too, right? And so uh, it's, it's yes, we've got some young players there competing for, for minutes, but we've also got, uh, you know, these, these players coming, you know, primarily from, from South America, right, that are ready mm-hmm. to start. I do wonder if some of that is, is Sonata, right coming in and making his own stamp or having having connections in south america that we just didn't have before i think you yeah i mean i think some of the connections were there i think honestly with right now i think it's kind of you know zonoto working with lucci and trying to identify the type of player that he wants i mean we got to remember you know it's it's his second season and whatnot and you know honestly i think we've seen some tactical flexibility out of him this year that we didn't see last year which i thought was you know we have to remember he's a rookie head coach and he's used to doing things his way and you know sometimes you've got to be a little flexible so um i'm sure a lot of it is the zonota effect um but I, i i like what they're doing and like i said they are bringing quality in and then showing these other younger players and saying, Hey, this is top what you need to get to. I think that's big in the locker room and things like that. So when you, when you, when you're a younger player and you see, you know, people ahead of you and it hasn't been so much play your kids, you know, in recent lineups, kids have been on the bench. So, you know, it's kind of forcing competition, which like I said earlier, FC Dallas hasn't done a good job of that in recent years. They kind of just given seemingly given spots to kids just because, I, I I like where I like where they're heading. You you mentioned Lucci being a bit more flexible this year too. Uh, you know this is his second year, but really his only is you know last year he didn't have an opportunity. He came pretty late. You know maybe, maybe he had the mm-hmm. hand in some of uh, off season moves, right? But he really didn't. You know Oscar left you know, shortly before the season started. Um, what do you? So something something we've seen so far this year from a flexibility perspective is um, both formation wise, uh, we've seen Lucci switch between kind of the the three center back and the two center back, you know, whether it be you know, a, a three in the back or five in the back, whatever you want to call it, versus mm-hmm. more of his traditional four three three. We've we've mm-hmm. we've seen those changes. Uh, he did that a little bit last season, and he even did it uh, uh, a bit before. The COVID I think he did break. In the playoff game too, didn't you? I think he did it in he, against he, Seattle. He did do it in Seattle, yeah. where uh, Reggie Cannon was uh, was a winger yeah. in that game, right? Yeah. So, uh, the, the, which you know, he, he's he had some some creativity, uh, and it's not just so. It's there's been flexibility in formation, so there's been different formations across the the matches, um, but then also uh, personnel, uh, especially uh, you know in the in the midfield and. In the, in the midfield area, right? Um, yeah, I think I, th- I think that's what he's gotten better at, and I think that goes to I think his man management, if you will, has gotten a lot better. And yeah, you know, we had to think before he was he was coaching kids before, you know, he was coaching really good kids. Don't get me wrong, 
but you know, he wasn't, wasn't coaching grown men professionals. And I think he's, you know, I think his maturation as a coach, as man manager, if you will, being flexible with formations where I, at the beginning, he didn't seem too flexible. I remember, you know, with, you know, R and G's and whatever. He was the prime one. Like he was a 10, but Lucci never wanted to play him in the midfield because he, he didn't do a four, two, three, one. He did a four, three, three, and he put him out wide and Rankies wasn't good out wide. And, you know, that was a, another conversation entirely, but I, I like where Lucci's, you know, head is going. I think he's evolving and that's evolving the team. And obviously he's a sharp dresser too. So, you know, he's got that that going for him, right? He's got that going on. So, um, I, you know, initially, I remember initially when there was talk, I mean, I always figured they were going to hire him, but, um, he, he seemed very prepared for the job and that, and that was fine, but I've been surprised. I, I thought he was going to defer to the quote unquote kids, if you will, but he's not doing it. He's, he's making them fight for it. And, uh, against other seasoned vets and that's awesome to see yeah even even more so this year and then that you know we've seen uh, you know with uh with with hara coming on right cobra's minutes have been you know substantially cut you know not not a surprise when fc dallas goes out and, and spends you know big money on on a striker especially one that you know they've that you know the owners come out presidents come out dan dan and said you know they've been looking at for oh my god he's won well, like he's wanted years, him right? since the patuka when he knocked us out of Concacaf <laughs> champions league i remember i remember seeing quotes of dan hunt talking yeah. about frank o'hara like oh my god like you knew like if fc dallas was ever gonna spend money on a quote-unquote big name striker guy. if you will it was gonna be somebody that like dan was just like in love with and just you know it it it, it made a lot of sense. And I was really happy with the signing. I was, I was glad they got it done. The, I, I guess if we, if we think about some of the, some of the more recent games, um, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll touch base. We, you know, we've had a couple of games since Dustin and I last did the, the podcast. Uh, last Saturday we had uh, FC Dallas versus, uh, versus uh, Minnesota. A uh, couple of things. So, so we had, we were supposed to be a match, on Wednesday before, obviously, uh, you know, there you know, due to uh, you know players making the choice that they wanted to make a statement in that game, uh, you know that that game was deferred until it's it's now uh, I think in two weeks. Um, in in that Wednesday match, right, the one that got that didn't happen, right? We saw that uh, Pepe was supposed to start. Uh, which yep. was which was quite interesting uh at the time you know i thought is this just because uh you know mikey man in the in in the houston match uh you know right before he was pulled he he just looked completely gassed so i was kind of yep. expecting some rotation but going into that that match uh against minnesota right that lucy stuck with him right and so we saw you know Pepe get his first mls start uh, and then we saw, you know, we touched on a little bit, which would be, you know, Ryan taking over for Cannon's position and, and Nelson keeping that left back role that he had had for the the two the two prior matches. Uh, I guess first off, I mean, Kenny, do you have any thoughts around, uh, you know, Pepe? Seeing, you know, yeah, I was, you know, I remember saying on Twitter, man, I was impressed with like the first 20, 30 minutes of his play, especially playing out of position. Then he got the assist and everything like that. 
I thought he showed, I thought he made some good runs out wide and actually, you know, looked a little dangerous, you know, to be a, you know, he's kind of a tall, lanky kid anyway. <laughs> kind of like, yep. He's kind of clumsy and put him out on the wing. It's not really his thing, but I, I thought he showed himself well enough. And, uh, you know, he got the, got the assist, um, to Jesus on the second goal. Um, I was, you had to be impressed with Fafa, you know, with, with his goal and just sucks to see him go down, you know, in the manner he did. But I, but yeah, I was really, I was really impressed. I mean, we all saw Pepe score a bunch of those goals in in North Texas, but you know, you know, kind of his movement and what I saw that first 20, 30 minutes, I was, I was just impressed with that as I was with those goals in USL league too. Yeah, and the the one thing, just talking about overall movement, not just with Pepe, but the the one mm-hmm. thing that I I noticed very early on um, watching the 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 match against United was that it looked like the team had made the decision to play a lot more direct, uh, whether that be a long switching ball or you know over the top, right? Uh, and you know, try you know very early on to to push the tempo, and that's not something we've seen a ton with Lucci, right? And so it was kind of one of those where he's I think trying different ideas to to unlock the opposing defense. Uh and you know both of those uh both of those early goals really came off of uh you know a, a long pass, right? Yeah, and especially cuz yeah, that that especially that second goal, I remember the cross and to Pepe and I thought he should have done something with it initially, but then he brought it down and, you know, did something smart with it. But I, I think when you're going to put somebody like him out wide a little bit, you kind of have to play to his strengths. And it was almost like he was a wide striker and they played it that way. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a fun game. You know, the first half, you know, I was hoping Mm -hmm. we were going to put it away, but you know, Hassani Dotson, that's hell of a strike, you know, like, (laughs) you know, but Minnesota's, Minnesota's a weird team. I watched them a decent bit. But um, I mean, they had a bunch made make a bunch of changes. Um, but you know, it was good to see four changes at halftime. Yeah, they made a bunch. Um, but it was good to see FC Dallas kind of manage that game, if you will. You know, sometimes I feel like we kind of, you know, Lucci and his immaturity as a coach has failed to kind of manage some games, if you will. And uh, I thought I thought they did a after after the shock of getting that goal against them that Dotson goal. Um, I thought they did a good job and kind of managed it, and you got the PK at the end. Yeah, and the I mean, we've seen. I don't know if you if you had a chance to to watch Minnesota at all in uh, the MLS's back tournament, but I mean, Adrian Heath, I mean, he took some very tactical, you know, different tactics in in different games based on the opponents, and and mm-hmm. you you saw, uh, you know, him make a a big bet coming out at halftime, and it was, I mean first 15 20 minutes was a very different game right so it wasn't just that <laughs> wasn't just that one goal uh, yep. I, I think i think uh i think the crossbar got two saves in that second half yeah. if i remember right <laughs> uh yep. so you know it it, it i mean I, I, obviously i'm happy with the 3-1 win and you know those those things generally you know crossbars and that kind of stuff generally even out over the year um yeah. but you know it gave, yeah, us, it was, it gave us some tight butthole moments you know for <laughs> it, a little it, bit you know we thought we were going to lose some points but uh you know worked out worked out in our favor <laughs> it, it, it was yeah it was it was it was definitely nervy but um it was also you know, three points at home for the uh, only the second time this year out of i think that was the fifth home match um mm-hmm. so not not usual for 
for FC Dallas that it usually does quite well at home. Obviously, this is not your normal year. Um, it's true. But, uh, you know, it was it was really good to, to see that. And I think that a lot of us were were, were thinking going into that game that uh, if, if FC Dallas could actually kind of break the seal, um, mm-hmm. get, a, get, get that ball in the back of the net, right, that, that maybe yep. we'd see multiple goals. And I think that you – we saw we saw that level of confidence raised quite a bit, for sure. Yeah, and like I said, Fafa, like I said, that was such a pretty goal he had, just cutting in and everything like that. It makes me sad they got hurt, but you know that was that was gorgeous. He he was almost that was almost as good as he was when he was our EMLS player <laughs> during that tournament. I watched him; he was our <laughs> guy that did EM, our, the ELS tournament. So uh, hopefully, hopefully. You know, it's what I'd seen some reports on. Maybe his injury wasn't as bad as previously feared. Every time you see him grab that hamstring, you're just like, man, oh, just, man. Yep. Hamstrings are but just one of those. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's not as bad. The, I guess the only, the only other note before, since, you know, we're, we're talking about injuries, that makes me think of the next match, but the only mm-hmm. other, the only, the only other kind of interesting note, uh, and, and I had wondered how this was going to happen. Uh, as soon as we saw that Hara was, uh, coming to FC Dallas, it's, if you go and look at it, look at his scoring stats, uh, he he gets a lot of penalty kicks, right? So mm-hmm. uh, it was interesting to see uh, what choice was made. I I was you know 100 in support of Ziegler. I mean, I, I think that's like we talked in other areas. That's his position to lose, right? He's he's the PK taker, and you know, he's done a, a pretty dang good job at it with this club. So it was. Yeah, and I think it's different. I think I think I think you definitely stick with Reto for sure. I mean, I think it's one of those things where those decisions are made pre-game, and with Hara being a substitute instead as well, I think that plays a factor. But Reto's proven his worth on you know set piece and PKs that way. Um, yeah, I think yeah you you stick with the hot hand. I, I would agree, and so hopefully he stays hot, and it's it's that way mm-hmm. uh, through through the, through through the whole season. Uh, obviously, you know Hara wanted to 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 break his own seal and get get his first goal for his for his new club, and he he had to wait uh, a he few only had days. To wait one game, exactly. He only had to wait, one, had one, to wait one game, and then you know just it just happened. So, <laughs> uh, I, so FC Dallas goes to SKC. Uh, last night so we're recording thursday so wednesday night uh skc is a place where uh in general fc dallas doesn't do too well other than you know the, the only one that i can remember really is that two two years ago the the, the barrios hat trick uh but you know came in there got an early goal kind of held on through uh you know a, a number of a number of different you know injuries and, and other changes i guess I guess first thing um you know there was a, a couple of lineup changes uh going into into that uh one big one was uh, brandon Cervania getting that that 10 spot so it was his first first start of the season uh he had 13 regular season starts last year uh but first the first for, for this year he he did have a bit of a injury bug early in the season and then even recently was 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 really nice to to see him get that opportunity um and then you know we also saw uh you know Jesus move move out to the wing and then and then Mikey back uh, after kind of his his one game off overall Kenny I guess the 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 first thing that I noticed is I mean it seems 
and it, this goes actually across both matches, but but even at the at the beginning of the SKC match, they were again playing very direct, but the team just seemed a lot more fluid. And I don't know. I expect part of this is the opponent, right? Uh, and how uh, SKC was lining up against FC Dallas, uh, it, allowing them to kind of build up through the through the midfield as well as kind of go over the top or go out to the wings. I mean, it was that the SKC isn't a, isn't a high press team, right? Um, you know, yeah, and with it's I can't mention an SKC away game without mentioning I, the one remen- win I always, always remember was Breck Shea crossing into Bobby Warshaw, you know, winning that was game 32 to I think, it, you know, if I remember right, and I think that was Bobby Ryan's last goal call, but uh, so I always you're, remember that when every time we played SKC, that's the one I always remember. Yeah, so you're but, obviously a, a, a longer term fan than me. That, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was pre, was, pre uh, my FC Dallas. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, Breck Shea and Bobby Warshaw, Bobby Ryan on that goal call, man. Go look it up on YouTube, it's still there. All right. Um, man. Anytime, anytime you go to Kansas City, um, you, you tell if you tell me we get a point, I'm happy with that. It just yep. you know, and you know, luckily, you know, COVID, everything, it's not a hard place to play now. And SKC is a lot different team than they have been in the past. You know, you know, be you know, Beasler wasn't there that I recall. You know, he wasn't starting, and you know, you didn't have Roger Espinosa. There, there's kind of, they're kind of a team in flux and everything like that. I think one of the big things you just take from this game is. You grab your point, you run, yeah. and then Frank O'Hara's off off the he got a goal. Like yep. that's huge. You tell if you had told me before the game, I'd rather have a draw and or get a goal than a win and maybe him not get a goal. That's huge. You know, especially away at Kansas City. Points are important, don't get me wrong. Maybe that sounds a little crazy. But to get your striker off, you know, your big money striker. To be able to get a goal, that's that's that can be such a big deal. We all know for confidence, everything like that. And it was cool to see him get excited and you know team celebrate and everything like that. But um, you know, barring the injuries and whatnot um, that obviously happened, um, it, it, it's a great result to go there and get a point. Yeah, and and the injuries is probably the it might even be as big of a talking point as the the horror goal and getting the the, the one mm-hmm. point right. And I think that. Uh, to me, that early Acosta injury really changed the way the kind of the overall face of the game, right? That yeah. uh, I, I I gave Acosta a really hard time as a lot of FC Dallas fans early in the year, <laughs> but yeah. you know over the over the last couple over the last couple of matches, you know, he's oh he really, played like a madman against and, Minnesota. Like I know Lucci had lit a fire under his ass or something like that. Like he was a he was a guy on fire. Well, um, and we talked to yeah, and Lucci mentioned that in the you know he. In the, the the press conference call, he mentioned that you know Acosta when he was with Honduras was kind of more of an eight, right? So his yep. he would win balls higher up the field, make runs, right? Um, and he felt that you know it's only a bit of time before he gets on this the scoreboard for FC Dallas. Let's hope that it's not a uh, you know a, a thirty five yard uh, <laughs> <laughs> shot that gives him confidence Rocket to get to the moon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean that to to me. Uh, I mean, I, I felt like when he went out, uh, the not nothing against again nothing against Tessman, right? Uh, but Tessman is you know, young young player hasn't gotten a ton of reps lately, um, and was probably by Lucci, I'm assuming, told you know, probably give you know, he was probably going to play a, a bit more defensive than you know, Acosta, who was given a bit more of a free reign, for sure. Uh, and you know, Tessman's 
I mean, look at that, look at a kid. He's like a physical specimen, you know, <laughs> like he's, yep. he's huge to be as young as he is. And yeah, he was obviously, once again, that's, that's a, I'm sure that's direction directive to come from Lucci, especially that early in the game away at Kansas city. He knows how that goes. He's you're already up a goal. So that it wasn't really a big surprise to see, to see a move like that after that injury. And then when the, uh, I mean, Mar Mar. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. went down. Uh, it sounded like it was a bit of a, a, a calf injury. So we'll see how that how that plays out. Uh, at least that was the the early word uh, for, from Lucci in the the post game presser. But uh, Zobek, when he came in, I mean, for a guy that you know was drafted, his MLS debut. How I know. Like he's, <laughs> he's like twenty eight now. Like <laughs> he's thirty. He's thirty. 30 he yeah. Was, I mean, was, yeah. I mean, he was drafted good, eight you know, years ago. Good for him, you know. It's good, it's cool to see a dream come true like that, you it, know, to, f- to finally make his, you know, MLS debut and everything like that. You you think about, you know, as fans, we get a little bit jaded about stuff like that. We just want the starter to, you know, have the clean sheets and whatnot. And when you hear a story like that, and you know, it's it's cool to see that perseverance, you know, for a player like that just pay off. I. Zobek's been around forever. I mean, it's, he's always been that third or fourth goalkeeper at the at the end. So rarely, even in the eighteen, he's always the one that doesn't dress and everything like that. So right, goes down to NTSC cool. and, and picks up a match. Yep. Yeah, cool to see that moment. It, it was, and, and, and you know, what was what was really nice is it. He never really looked nervy, right? And so he he he, mm-hmm. he came into the game right that. Um, I, he allowed a goal, but I mean, I don't, that, that was no fault of his, right? No, no, no. <laughs> um, made a couple good saves. I mean, maybe there's a couple minutes to settle down, but I mean, overall for, for a guy making his, uh, first professional start coming off the bench, probably not really, you know, I mean, yeah, pro's going to tell you that they're always ready. Right. But after, <laughs> after eight years, you would think at some point the doubt you yeah. know, kind of, kind of creeps up, right. The, uh, you know, he did, he did, he did really well for, for that first match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super, 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 super proud of him to to see that. And I mean, heck, he, you know, considering you know if Felipe, I don't, I mean, you got to expect if Mauer's hurt, you, Zobek's going to get the start next. I mean, even Felipe yep. gets paperwork and whatnot, um, he's probably not going to be ready to, you know, be in an eighteen. If, if that, they may have to even grab like a, is it a, a Viles at North Texas yep. just to maybe be the backup guy. Well, he is an FC Dallas player, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was the uh, he was the first player we'd you know we we had signed him to a USL contract though we did not have a USL team at the time. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember when it happened. I forgot that that was him. Huh. Yeah, that was him. The <laughs> a couple of other you know big performances uh, from from that match. Uh, you know. You know, Brisson and Nelson both. Oh, poor Brisson, man. Side, Come man. on. Like, dude, like, you see that picture of, like, the soccer ball <laughs> imprinted on his abs? <laughs> like, it like was, that shit hurt. <laughs> oh, you, you, you could you could tell it wasn't. I mean, uh, it, even when uh, it, when you watch the replay and uh, when, you know, he kind of pulls his shirt up and, and looks at it, right? He, I think he was even surprised at the, at the, the beautiful welt on a, uh, yeah. You know, he's it. another player is that, you know, we talked about depth earlier in competition for places. I think he's he's the one that they brought in that kind of started that, 
you know, I know they took Matt out, you know, with, you know, I, they said it was head injury, but they didn't call it a concussion or something weird like that. Yeah, that's what, was, yeah, I think, no, I, I would agree. Yeah, they, they didn't say specifically, they didn't say it was a concussion. I think he's it was had just, concussions in the past. Yeah. So, but, you know, I've always rated Brisson really highly, maybe even higher than other people, just from this quality I've seen and everything like that. But honestly, I think if Matt's out for a little while and Brisson's got to play, I don't think the drop off is that low. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's a huge drop off. Don't get me wrong. Fucking love Matty Hedges. He's, he, there should be a statue outside Toyota <laughs> Stadium once he retires. Don't get me wrong. I love Matt. But I think Brisson's got, certain qualities himself where I think he can just as well pick that mantle up and run with it. Um, if he's needed to, if, if any, for any reason, Matt's out for an extended period of time. And like I said, I think that's, that was kind of the first, you know, Hey, we're bringing in this player. And I think that that really started the competition at center back. And that was a big thing for us. He for a while as a third center back, but I think you're starting to see that, you know, permeate throughout the team with, with other positions and other, other players they're bringing in. So, yeah, Brisson's still, you know, fairly, and he's twenty-seven, so he's still, yeah. still fair, fairly young. From us, he's from played at high levels. I mean, he he was yeah. he was playing in the with the Copa America, not Copa America, Libertadores. You know, he was playing in the semifinal of Libertadores. It's not like he's play hasn't played in big games. Uh, and then, I mean, Johnny Nelson. Uh, I mean that you if you, if you go back over the last few matches since he started, he's progressively gotten better and better and more and more confident each match um he's 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 not gonna be uh the offensive force i mean that someone like ryan holland said is but you know ryan's one of the best you know left back right back in the league i think i think nelson is i think nelson he's that really good he's a really really good squad player right now i think what there was a big run with nelson last year i think you know there was maybe a big I don't know, you know, three to five game run or what whatnot, where he stepped in and, you know, he did a serviceable job. So I think he's a, he's a player that, you know, as we see more of, it'll be interesting if we see even more of him. Um, but there were times when, you know, last year where he kind of looked out of his depth. So uh, once again, a really good competition there. We talked earlier about maybe Reynolds and Ryan and, you know, whatnot. So, or went Johnny Nelson. So, um, It'll be interesting to see. It's it's uh, he's 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 the t- once again he's the type of player you need on the bench, fill in, start three games, then when you need to, somebody's hurt or something something like that. It's it's just like I said, I, I can't say it enough. I probably said it ten times tonight. Just the competition within this team just seems like it's getting better and better. And it doesn't mean I, mean, I know that you know, some people are, are 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 thinking, hey, and you might have even yeah, well, you've even kind of referred to it a little bit here, right? That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think people originally were thinking Lucci play the kids. I mean, it seems yeah. like he's finding that balance, but that doesn't mean that there's not. I mean, just just look, you know, the the lineup last night, right? You know, we got, uh, you know, Jesus and Cervania and Nelson. You know, we had, uh, you know, Reynolds coming in. I mean, there's it's it's not like there's not kids, right? Sure. Um, yeah, and and like I said, I'm a I'm a big Cervania fan too, and. He's he's one of my boys. I'm I'm from Alabama. He is too. So I always cheer for the Alabama boys. You know him and Chris Richards, Mac, you know, and Gun Munich and everything like that. So I always cheer for the, you know, Alabama soccer boys. So, um, but yeah, you know, Cervania is a Cervania is another one where it's like he's 
it's kind of like Nelson. He's come, he'll come in for a few games and he'll look really good and then just kind of has that drop off. So it's uh, like I said, the competition for spots is fierce. Yeah, I think he's he's def- Servini has definitely has a, a really big upside. Um, mm-hmm. He's just he just hasn't had the reps, and, and even even in in the last match against SKC, uh, you know I was I, I was excited to see the start. He he looked like a player starting his first game of the year, right? So it's it's all with him. He's he's so technical on the ball. He's really really good technical on the ball. But it, it's all about if you're putting him in like a. a four, two, three, one, however you put him. It's all about who he's kind of paired with. He's he's not really that defensive presence. Um so I mean he's he's the good, you know, he's gonna distribute the ball and get it around. But if, that's why I thought he looked pretty good, you know, against SKC because you had Tiago Santos, who's more that physical defensive presence beside him because Cervini isn't really that type of doesn't really have that type of profile. So so Kenny, you've uh yeah used to get used to get to talk about FC Dallas uh yeah almost almost (laughs) almost every week I know you 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 haven't been recently is there anything else that's just on your on your FC Dallas brain you're like man I've just really been wanting to 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 unload on this that you want to you know to to talk to the listeners about (laughs) you know starts the Kenny uh, 20 minute monologue (laughs) oh no um you know it's honestly like I kind of there's a time for a while there where I wasn't really following as much and be honest with COVID and everything like that. There wasn't really much to follow, honestly. Um, no, I just kind of said a lot already. It's just the competition. It's cool to kind of see the depth. It's cool to kind of see that striker and Hara who's a little bit older, but you know, I think there's some, there's a lot of quality left in him. So um, I'm, I've been more impressed with Lucci this year than I was last year. I wasn't too high on that on him being the coach, but I think, like we've said throughout the night, I think he's really kind of getting his groove, if you will. I'm excited for the Felipe goalkeeper to come in. You know, I'm typically not a fan of you know six foot even keepers. Yep. Um, you know, we had Raul Fernandez, Superman, for I a remember, while. I remember that guy. You know, like he'll do some fun saves, but then he'll do some stupid stuff. Um, We'll see. Uh, hopefully, you know, when he's young, 21, which is super, super young for a goalkeeper. Um, but I, th- I think the time was, you know, even if, you know, all the stuff with Jesse and whatnot, um, I was I was kind of in that camp where I, I think we needed to move off him anyway. I think he didn't – I mean, with Jesse, he, he was still making the same mistakes this year that I saw him make in academy games back in those days. Yeah, I mean, we, like, there was definitely some maturity, but just yeah, for for the just, number of you know, years, yeah. When the corners coming in, he was never he never bulked up. He never had control of that box or anything like that. Don't get me wrong; he can make an amazing save. He can make saves that you know a lot of goalkeepers can't. But just he didn't seem to have that leadership, that confidence, if you will. And like I said, I remember seeing him in academy, and it was just the same thing. And that was always the frustrating, frustrating thing about Jesse is that he didn't really take that next step and really make that job his own, um, which was frustrating and just seeing that same sort of stuff. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty encouraged, you know, honestly with the way the team is trending, if you will. And, you know, I'm one of those people that I don't get, trying not to get too down, trying to get too high on the team, but um, I think they've got a, a good nucleus going on. I'm I'm stoked that they're they're going to sell Reggie, um, yep. because they need they need to sell players. Um, they need to be a part of the 
you know, global market, if you will. Um, it's just, you know, that's what these player, young players want to do. I think Reggie has the quality. I think with him, it's with COVID and everything like that. I think it's just going to work out. And I think it's probably the best time for him to go. Um, but I, I think, I do think FC Dallas need to be more sellers, if you will, when the opportunity yeah. arises, um, which is kind of tough because, you know, we, you know, FC Dallas is in a league that, you know, the calendar is messed up because if you're going to sell a player, it's going to be right in the middle of a run, a playoff run, if you will, which, which sucks because these players don't want to, they don't want to move in January, which I don't blame them because you're going into a team mid season. Um, sometimes it's not so bad if you're going to join the Bundesliga because they have that huge winter break to kind of assimilate into a team, but other leagues don't, don't have that sort of break. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been encouraged. I'm, I think, Z- I think Zanata is doing a pretty good job. Um, yeah. Like I said, I mean, heck, as you said, Andrasik, who was great last year, it's, it's hard to get on, him on the field. And I think that is just a testament to the, the sort of depth that you need. And that's the sort of depth that you need, especially in October mm-hmm. when you're in Seattle and you know it's extra time, and you need those pieces you can bring off the bench that can make some magic hap- magic happen and score a goal and whatnot. So, God, I remember that game so much. I was I was at a wedding, a friend of mine's wedding, and I had hooked my phone up to my vehicle, so I was watching. I had my iPhone on like the dashboard. I was watching it, and then I had the audio pipe through the the vehicle. And if, if a, fr- a friend of ours, an FC Dallas fan, was actually getting married, so. Two or three people walked by and like, oh, are you watching the game? I was like, yeah, I got the audio through the vehicle. So like three people jumped in the vehicle. And we were just <laughs> we were hoping the game was going to end by the time the wedding started and everything like that. Just a just a funny story about that. But uh, I think I think the team I think I think we'll look back. Honestly, I think that was kind of a banner game um, where we didn't win it. But I think the maturity of Lucci going through that, of a lot of our young players going through that Reggie, if you will. Um, I think, I think we'll look back on that. I think, I think that'll be a big moment um, depending on what FCD can build on of like, uh, I think we really grew up that day, you know, kind of related to, you know, people are basketball fans with the Mavs and whatnot going through the series with the Clippers, you know, who are the more seasoned veteran team, but the Mavs were kind of young. I think I, I kind of related in that same way is that, you know, did did that loss sting for sure it did and it sucked but i think i think we're learning this year you know after we finally you know got covid negative on our players after after finally our players don't have covid anymore i think we're starting to learn that you know a, a series like that that happened against seattle can have a huge impact on a team and especially a rookie coach yeah i i, I would agree so so, Kenny, for uh, for people who are wondering uh, why when they check their podcast app and uh, look for the latest 19th <laughs> minute episode, it says you know August of last year. You know what's is it what's, August? What's the, oh wow, so a year. Yeah, it's 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 been a year, man. <laughs> thanks for thanks for celebrating your uh, your one year of non podcasting uh, with me. Yeah, I didn't realize. <laughs> so well, people so, that are so, asking about the 19th. Yeah. Minute. So so what's what's um, what's going on, man? I, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on the fence on this one. Um, I don't know. It's uh, you know, for those that don't do podcasts, you know, it's it's not just jumping on a microphone and just talking about the team you love. That's that's the fun part. 
but you know, when you're, you got to do a bunch of research and, you know, edit and produce it and everything like that. There's, there's a lot of work to that, ain't there, John, you know, (laughs) it's, it's, there's some work to that, but, um, but honestly, the way I think about it today is, you know, when we started the 19th minute years ago, there, there wasn't, there wasn't any podcast talking about FC Dallas. And in the the beginning iteration, some terrible content. Like I made sure to delete that stuff off our off our uh, our podcast stream. You can't even find that stuff anymore. We were just but a bunch of drunk idiots, quote unquote, if you will. So uh, you know, through the iterations of that, you know, like I said, that's the reason we started the nineteenth minute because there wasn't an FC Dallas podcast. And then you look around now, like how many are out there now? Four? Three, four? Uh three that I know of, yes. Third Degree's doing one. You guys are doing one. Our sad FCD fans are doing yep. one, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's day and night compared to what it was. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just, you know, put it out. I won't, I won't say that I'll just put it out to pasture yet. But um, it's fun. You know, this, is, this has been really fun doing this with you. And um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm I'm going to play coy. I'm not committing to anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, doing the 19th minute though, you know, just kind of talk about the experiences. I just had so many amazing experiences doing it. Um, you know, people you get to meet, you know, interview God and we interviewed. That was a big thing for me. I love doing interviews. You know, we'd sit down with, you know, Brian Dunseth, you know, follow Will on, you know, we had Matt Doyle, an armchair analyst, and we had, you know, Sam Steskel, MLS insider. You know, we had, we had a bunch of people on. I always loved doing the interviews, especially with players, too. We talked about Reggie and Paxton and whatnot. So uh, Walker Zimmerman back in the day. Walker Zimmerman back in the day when we couldn't talk about the reporters that he might be going to Germany. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Well, we'll see. Hey, either way, man, it was it was a ton of fun uh, yeah. having, having you on, man. It was Thanks for it having it, me. Great, great, great to you know have a an FC Dallas conversation with you, man. For sure, man. Like I said, I'm getting back into the games. Like I said, AT and T TV. Thankfully, it's streaming on go, it now, man. and I don't have to hold up my, you know, I have to get my two year old to you know put my two year old on my shoulders, and then have him hold the antenna so we're taller, so we can get a better signal and everything like that. So it's nice to know that you know that was a big frustration for me. It's nice to know that we're you know kind of in the new technology i remember somebody saying on twitter like why don't you go get an antenna i'm like why am i why do i need technology from like years ago like we're we're not we're not it's 2020 like come on let's not let's not go back to the you know the 80s or you know even back further like come on like this is this is stupid if mls wants to be a new league you know focusing on new technology they're streaming you know they're streaming the damn games on twitter you know, come on, like, let's, let's be able to stream it from, you know, you know, let the cord cutters cut their cords and that be that. So, uh, it's, it's kind of good, good to be back in the role of it and following the team. And, you know, it's an interesting team to follow. And, you know, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be defecting to, uh, Austin FC. That's for damn sure. Well, you know, if, so if, <laughs> if, if, if you're listening to this and, and you're like, uh, Hey, you know, I want to hear more of what Kenny has to say, get some more of these, uh, hot opinion, hot opinions, <laughs> Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at CoolKenny27. Uh, if, you, if you enjoyed the show, uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Uh, you can hit us up at, on Twitter at DallasSoccerShow.com or at DallasSoccerShow or on the web at DallasSoccerShow.com. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah.